Web 2.0. Innovation. Trend. Collaboration. Software. Got the world turning as fast as it can? Hear how technology can help, legally speaking, with two of the top legal technology experts, authors, and lawyers, Dennis Kennedy and Tom Mile. Welcome to the Kennedy Mile Report here on the Legal Talk Network. And welcome to episode 300 of the Kennedy Mile Report. I'm Dennis Kennedy in Ann Arbor. And I'm Tom Mile in Dallas. Before we get started, we'd like to thank our sponsors. First of all, we'd like to thank Noda, powered by M&T Bank. Noda is banking built for lawyers and provides smart, no-cost IOLTA account management. Visit trustnoda.com forward slash legal to learn more. That's N-O-T-A, Noda. Terms and conditions may apply. Next, we'd like to thank Colonial Surety Company Bonds and Insurance for bringing you this podcast. Whatever court bonds you need, get a quote and purchase online at colonialsurety.com forward slash podcast. And of course, we'd like to thank ServeNow, a nationwide network of trusted pre-screened process servers. Work with the most professional process servers who have experience with high volume serves, embrace technology, and understand the litigation process. Visit servenow.com to learn more. And we like to casually think about the fact that so many new podcasts are announcing their very first show these days as we reach our 300th episode. Uh, we like to mention that at 15 years and counting, this is the longest continuously running legal tech podcast that's out there. Remember, if you've got a question uh, that we can answer in our B segment of an upcoming episode, we've got the voicemail. We, and in fact, we got, a, we got a voicemail, but it was too late for this podcast. So it'll come up on the next podcast. The number to leave us a voicemail is 720-441-6820. So in our last episode, we opened a door into client portals and how they might benefit law practices and their clients. In this episode, we celebrate our 300th episode of the show with a special guest who uh, very longtime listeners will recognize as the first guest host on the show. Once we decided to do an interview format for the show, there was only one interviewer we had in mind. There literally could only be one. See if you can guess. I guarantee this will be a fun show. Tom, what's all on our agenda for this episode? Well, Dennis, in this edition of the Kennedy Mile Report, we will indeed be celebrating our 300th episode with a very special guest host who will be interviewing us with questions we haven't seen ahead of time, and therefore I'm incredibly nervous about that. Um, the script says, I guarantee it will be fun, but I got to tell you, I'm a little nervous about that right now. Um, as usual, though, we're going to finish up with our parting shots at one tip website or observation that you can start to use the second that this podcast is over. But first up... Our guest host and the first and original guest host on the show, Adriana Linares. Many of you who are listening may not remember this, but she was our, one of our original guest hosts, co-hosts on the podcast. Then she left us and ultimately became the host of an even bigger podcast, the awesome and fabulous new solo podcast on the Legal Talk Network. Adrienne, I'm going to let you introduce more of yourself. So introduce yourself. And uh, I am nervous to say this. Start firing away with your questions. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Dennis and Tom. I am truly honored that of all the people both of you know and everyone you have worked with, interviewed, spoken with, everything y'all have done, you asked me to be your special guest for your 300th anniversary podcast. And uh, I'm truly honored. So thank you very much for asking me to do this. 
I do want to start by saying that you two are just two of my oldest, dearest, most coveted and special friends that I've gained through this profession that we are all part of. We're really weird profession, right? When people say, what do you do? I'm like, oh, I teach lawyers how to use their computers. What? Um, So thank you. I'm honored. And for those of you who have not met me, which is certainly many of you, my name is Adriana Linares. I'm a legal technology trainer and consultant. I've had over 20 years of life in legal. I'm not a lawyer, but I have only ever worked with and for and around lawyers and law firms. And I just, I I love it. So I I thank you both again for having me. And um, I think the two of you are the reason I have new solo at all. I mean, obviously you were my, my springboard, my launch pad. That's how I was discovered by Legal Talk Network was by being your your first and original. That's how it co- works. That's how it works. So, um, yes, thank you very much. Uh, I've thought long and hard about how I could possibly make Tom sweat the most <laughs> when this go. opportunity presented. Here it comes. <laughs> when this opportunity presented itself, I was like, oh, man, this is going to be so much fun. It's, it's a little bit like um, a roast, but not. No, I'm kidding. I'm not going to roast you. But I, I was thinking, it, have you all listened to um, Smartless, the Smartless podcast? No. Oh, my gosh. The Smartless podcast has Jason Bateman, Sean Hayes, and Will Arnett. And what they do to each other at the beginning of every podcast is one of them invites a guest, but the other two don't know who it is. So they kind of do this mysterious guest thing. And I just think it's hilarious. So while I'm no longer mysterious, my questions are, Tom, are you sweating already? I've been sweating the past five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going to start with some. I want to ask the two of you about you because I feel like you all spend a lot of time together. You're very good friends. You cover a lot of topics, but I don't know how well your listeners know the two of you. So I thought I would start by just a couple of little background questions and sort of how well do the two of you know each other? So my first question as we're leading into the holidays is this. Dennis, what are you going to buy Tom for Christmas? What is the one thing that Tom does not yet have that he wants, and maybe he won't buy for himself, but you would buy Tom if you had all the money in the world, what would you buy Tom Mile for Christmas? Or Hanukkah or the holidays. I don't want to be exclusive here. We're going to cover Festivus. Well, that one's actually really easy because Tom is very transparent about what he most wants, although the uh, uh, it might have changed if technology has changed. Is he absolutely wants the best 49-inch monitor possible and if, that if we went absolutely correct we Tom went, with the thumbs up on the on zoom and if we went if there were bigger ones even available he would probably probably want one of those but uh you know but Tom would be uh or is hard to to buy for because he does have everything and and I think that uh what how many how many headphones and uh, bluetooth speakers do you have these days Tom I have very few but in the past I've had many there's a long, rocky history with me and Bluetooth and headphones, speakers. I just like it's a to struggle. test a lot of it. It is. It's a struggle. The struggle it's, is it's real. It's an evo- It's an evolution. I need to be able to tell listeners what to buy and what to yep. like. And you, you we, got- we appreciate your sacrifice for yeah. the we listeners. Do. For You're the welcome. listeners. You're welcome. Cha-ching, do you guys have a tip jar somewhere? I mean, I feel like you should have a tip jar where people can contribute to your technology spend, considering you're doing it all for them. There you go. Mm-hmm. Let's forget. Okay. Let's forget the voice messages and let's just set up a tip jar. I feel like you should. Now, Tom, same question to you. What would you buy, Dennis Kennedy, if there was 
just an endless supply of money to make Dennis happy during the holidays? Well, so if I was going to make Dennis happy during the holidays, I would um, buy him a completely built out, refurbished, not built out, brand new house in the middle of Indiana farmland. Right. Yep. But this is, this is a technology thinking. podcast, so I'm okay. gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go technology. I'm gonna say Dennis. What would you fill that farmhouse with when it came um, to technology? Well, because the farmhouse is the place where he's going away from home to work, he would need. Um, I'm gonna say a MacBook Pro with the new M Plus chip. Mm-hmm. Good, good choice. The actual answer is sensory deprivation tank. But uh, I, I will. I'll be okay with it. Is that okay what you're calling the, the farmhouse now, Dennis? The sensory deprivation tank. But the MacBook, the MacBook laptop is on my list of things. If I had an endless supply of money, that I I might splurge on for myself. This leads me to an unprepared question, but I'm glad that this topic came up. Which is, uh, when it comes to the the MacBooks and the various iterations of the laptops that we get with Apple. Um, Dennis, have you had the one with the power bar up at the top? No, oh. have, have not. Yeah, I mean, so my my back background was I had this 12-inch MacBook that was my favorite computer ever uh, because I like the, the smaller uh, form factor. And I had that for so many years. And then with, with COVID came along, I just didn't have the need for... Uh, a laptop so much anymore. So I, I bought a Mac Mini with the and Tom talked me up quite a bit in monitor size. And so I'm like mm-hmm. desktop plus a uh, an HP uh, Windows laptop for for uh, for Michigan State. So I'm I'm kind of in both both worlds now. But so my Mac thing, the longevity of the Mac doesn't means I don't typically change that much. Um, and you know, it was so, and when I was at MasterCard and, and now also at Michigan State, I had the the Windows option as well. So I just needed hmm. a, a small laptop that was good for travel at the time. So this leads me to two other questions. But first, let me explain why I was asking that at all. So I, like you, Dennis, I'm by, by tech. Mm-hmm. And I have both and I switch around and um, because I do a lot of consulting, we're now more and more than ever, you know, I get a lot of Mac attorneys and especially when they come out of law school, which is what's going to be my next question. I had recently picked up a couple of Macs from Ernie, the attorney who has just basically an Apple store in his house and they had a couple to spare. I said, hey, let me pick up a couple off of you because I need them for my travels. And I had wanted one of those so badly with the bar up at the top that you could touch and I just got it. And then Apple turns around and announced that turns out yep. those things aren't so great. Because nobody We're not liked it. Nobody liked the touch bar. <laughs> Damn it. I, I guarantee you, I will like it when I get on it. Um, okay. So well, wait, Dennis, I, wait, wait, wait. Even though you're asking us the questions, I thought, didn't you used to say that you were try? Or maybe it's just me that says I was try, or that I'll I'm try, try because if, I'm because I'm Windows, Android, and iPad, no Mac. But um, oh wow, see there you go, lots, there of, lots, try. lots of phones. So I'm try. I'll okay. try any tech. I there will try any tech, and I love it all. And I don't like when people are haters of one platform or another company. I'm like, 
Why would you hate Windows? Hate something else, like it, animal it, abusers or hoarders. What are you going to yeah, hate? It's, a it's hard when for? people get so rubbed up over that. Although yeah. I, I, w- I will say that the the only Android phone I ever had, which was a Samsung, the only thing I liked about it was that you could pop uh, popcorn with it because it ran so hot. Oh my! God. You literally chose that uh, that Samsung that to buy. I, I, I went for that joke one more time. Mm-hmm. So I have them all because I consult with a lot of different attorneys. I work for the San Diego County Bar. They all come at me at all kinds of angles. So I have to be able to grab a device and- You gotta and, know you know, it all. I do. So a couple, actually about a year ago now when I was looking to buy a new Android, Tom and I had a great exchange and I ended up with the Samsung, which I have just, and Tom, we have not discussed this yet, so I don't know how you're gonna feel about this. I'm getting my new Pixel 6 next week. Pixel mm. 6 Pro right here. But if you're getting the Pixel 6, it's actually probably a better phone. Really? Why? Tell us why. Because um, I ha- the only reason I chose the the not Pro is because it's not my main phone. And I didn't want to spend the extra two or 300. Although I'll tell you, I'm getting 93 back just for this one. So the cost of my Pixel 6 is going to be 599 minus 100 because of their trade-in program, which that's a tip. But why would you say that? So, Which makes me happy, so by the Pixel way. Six is unusual, or the Pro Pixel Six Pro is unusually large. It's just not as good in the hand. It's it's significantly larger. You know, during the year of COVID, uh, Google stopped. They didn't. They sort of took a pass on making a good phone, and they did a the Pixel Five, which was a good phone, but it was small. And I got used to it. I bought the mm. Five. I liked it, but I get used to a small phone in my hand. This now is gigantic. Um, it is. Uh, I'm not sure if you will have the same issues with the six as I do with the pro, but the fingerprint sensor is terrible. It huh. is, it, it, it has a lag to it. The camera is good. The reason why I got the pixel six pro is because it has the telephoto lens in it. It has better camera than the other one. And I wanted to try that one out. It has the bigger battery, but I'm hearing that when I, when I go out and look at the reviews, I think the reviews for the six have been much more solid than for the six pro saying that most people would want the six um, Mm. and that the six pro a little more expensive. Although I'll tell you, they have a great trading program. I've gotten $400 for my pixel five. It's a great, it's a great program that they have. And while we're just talking about trade-in programs, I guess Apple has a newer, better trade-in program now where you can take any of your old Apple devices into the actual Mac store and they will take it versus previously where you did a mail-in or a trade-in. So for all of you sitting around with a bunch of old Macs and thank God I got to Ernie the attorney before this program broke out. Um, They'll take you your Android take... too. They'll take anything. They will? Yeah, I think they will. I think that will. Maybe, <sighs> okay, if you're questioning it, then maybe I'm wrong, but I... I think Google will take your your iPhone. Yeah. So I think well, I think you can do use any of the regular trade-ins, but I feel like and maybe we should Google it while we're talking so we're not talking out of our asses. But um, I think Apple's only taking Apple devices. Check it real quick, Tom. I, I think I asked them when I was I in will, there, and I will I can, check while you're looking at another question. Yep. Okay. Another question for you as we sort of thankfully get to veer off on some good, helpful topics. Dennis, if there's one technology thing that Tom would not want to find under his Festivus tree, what would that be? Well, I, I think the universal answer these days is a, uh, a brand new fax machine. Um, <laughs> and the, the, uh, the second answer would be a, a, reconditioned, his old one is just fine. a reconditioned old fax machine. <laughs> no, his is fine. That's why he doesn't need to replace it. It works. 
I don't, you know, Tom, uh, of the two of us, Tom has really always been the gadget and, and it's like new, he's more the hardware person, I'm the software person. So it's really hard to imagine there's anything that you could get Tom that's yeah. like a new kind of technology that he wouldn't be willing to uh, uh to mess around with or, or at least try. I mean, there's and isn't just, that just one of our favorite things about Tom? Yeah, I mean, it's it's great. It's like hard to go uh, hard to go wrong on anything like that. Uh, so what I don't really have do a great though? answer. I don't really have a great answer because because uh, he, you know, what if it's would he new, do if we gave him an it. iPhone? <laughs> he would like it. I would. I would sell it. <laughs> or I'd he find would, someone to sell it to. I I would sell the phone. He would yeah, like it, right. but he he would like it, but he wouldn't admit it. Is basically so he's kind of boxed himself into this corner where he can't allow himself to like it. There's no way. So Tom, what's the last thing you would ever buy Dennis for a gift in the technology world? Based on the t- conversations we've had over the past few weeks, I would say that the one thing that he would not want to have under his uh, Christmas tree would be any type of home smart device that had a screen or a camera that would follow him around and take pictures of him or be listening to him all the time um, because he's perfectly happy to just have that one little ball that reminds him when his meetings are starting and everything else is just overkill and why would I care about having a nice picture frame next to me or something like that. That's that's a lame answer, but that that would so, that would be one thing I would uh, think unless about. unless it was a drone then that could interest me like so a, what we're saying here is Dennis <laughs> did not sign up for the Amazon robot pre-program none of the robots so the robot had, vacuum cleaner could be interesting like do you guys do that yes like the vacuum cleaner stuff but you mean like a Roomba or a, yeah. the other yeah of course you think the floors clean themselves Dennis you just don't like. I guess I'm really old school, but that's uh, that's one thing I've I've looked at to kind of you, say. You like, could have um, said you could have put a Roomba under the Christmas tree, and I would have sold that too. <laughs> really, Tom? Because you have dogs, and I think we have, like, we have dogs, but we but I also have a partner who is obsessive about cleaning, and a Roomba oh. just doesn't cut it when it comes to deep cleaning. You know what I mean? I think, I think you should get a Roomba, and he will die over the surprise so tech tip for everyone who's out there and if you haven't gotten a Roomba or one of the competitors because I don't think I've actually no the very first robot vacuum cleaner I had was a Roomba and we're talking 12 15 years ago it was an actual Roomba and would you believe it died so when I called customer support and I said my Roomba's died here's what they told me this is no lie it has a virus we cannot repair it uh, seriously, that was what happened. And it just it was, you know, sort of written uh, into the software and it didn't work out. But since then, I have bought a couple of its competitors over the years and they've been great. And the thing that I think is most amazing about them is I think I pr- keep a pretty clean home. I do. As a matter of fact, I just bought a V-Broom. V-A broom. <laughs> I can't say that without <laughs> laughing. <laughs> V-Broom. It's a V-Broom. Okay. And it plugs in and you sweep like normal. And then it has a little 
vacuum on one end of it. The and va. so you sort the va, you, va. Okay. you sort of tilt it sideways after you've collected your little pile of dust. And instead of, you know, like bending down with the broom and the dustpan, you just sort of lean it and it picks everything up. So the thing's amazing. All right, back to the robot vacuum cleaners. I'm a little obsessive too, Tom. And I like to have a clean home and I certainly have had dogs over the years. And the robot vacuum cleaners do a really good job to the point where you think, I'm going to let this thing go and it's not going to find anything. It will get under and around and in places that even those of us who know and love every nook and cranny of our home, and you go to empty out the dust collector in it and you're terrified. You're horrified. You're like, oh my God, I need <laughs> some, I need a clean room. So, all right, I got distracted. So can I, 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 want, I want to, this reminds me of uh, one of my favorite shows and one that Tom always gets a, a laugh at where we had Bob Mesta on, who's like the jobs to be done expert. And uh, we we had a uh, what Tom would politely call a lengthy conversation <laughs> where, where, Bob, where Bob took me through like the thought process for deciding which new uh, smoothie maker I should buy. And to me, it was like the most fantastic thing with the expert of the world, like Bought walking into me through that. how to do it. And <laughs> and Tom was, Tom enjoyed it, uh, but he he does refer to use the word lengthy. But if you ever want to like re- truly understand how, what the thought press is, is on buying a new appliance, or if you're interested in smoothie makers, totally great episode. Huh. So, Dennis... This question's for you because I know most of the, obviously it's a podcast. We don't get the video, but here we all are recording over Zoom, which I think has been a really nice way to do podcasts because we can interact like humans. Uh, over your right shoulder, there's a very interesting object that most of us would expect to see inside of a museum. Do you ever oh. talk about that thing? Oh, yeah. This is, this, is, uh, this is great. And it's really interesting when I'm on Zoom calls, when people recognize it, uh-huh. they, they, will, they will say something. So it's the first Mac I ever bought, which is a Mac SE. Wow. From, from back, um, I'm guessing would be around When Fred 19- Flintstone owned a computer shop? We're, we're 1990. So some people think, oh, man, that's going to have a lot of value. I'm like, yeah, it it's, has no value. But I, I've, I've kept it for, for all these years. And so now I just use it as an, uh, uh, you know, an art object on the, on the shelf behind me. Um, I Does it turn gonna, on? Uh, I don't know. I, I didn't try that. It has two floppy drives, and it was, <laughs> it does. It was the can first. See him right, you can see them right there. Yeah, and and I, also, it's also I bought the first hard drive, external hard drive I ever bought. Um, Thirty megabytes, uh, one thousand uh, dollars at the time. Can you? I so, mean, think about that. My first computer when I was in college, and my mom scraped up two thousand dollars to buy, and we had no money. I do not know how my mom ever did this. It had two mags of RAM. Two. Nice. Yes. Well, I think that's amazing that you have that, and I totally love it, even though it just sits there and it's just I th- an object. I think you're going to talk about this little sign I have that says, play where no one else is playing, uh, which is kind of what I've been trying to do over the last few years to say, yeah. like, like, can I use stuff that nobody else is really doing? So that's my reminder. Uh and not to plug another podcast, but one of our interview shows with Whitney Johnson is, is where that comes from. I love it. And Dennis, I think you have certainly done that over the years. Tom, I can't get a lot of 
background from you because we just have some lovely photos behind you. What's your oldest piece of technology that you have not had the heart to recycle, throw away, or get rid of, even though it is no longer useful? I have, I have none. I don't. I, I keep it. And in, in fact, occasionally when I see people having their museum of old technology, I feel a little nostalgic because I, I sort of think I wish I had all that stuff, but yeah. I'm, I'm a cleaner. And when, and so probably if I go into my closet right now, the oldest piece of technology, I'm embarrassed to admit this, um, is, um, is no, it's a I fax have, machine. It's a fax machine. Come on, admit it. I don't. I have no fax machine. I'm not that embarrassed. And actually, I'm not going to. No, the, the the. I'm not. I I have. I have probably. A sur- it's my Surface Book. The original Surface Book is as old a technology as I get. Huh. So what is that, like four years, maybe five years right. at the most? I, don't, I just don't keep it that long. And I may regret that the older I get. But when I'm done with something, it's dead <laughs> to me. And I, uh, and, and I get rid of it. I, I, had a, I had a tech garage sale on Facebook a while back and, and put up a, a, a spreadsheet of all the technology. And I got rid of probably half of my tech that day. Um, with people buying a bunch of, I had a bunch of different old Google homes and a couple of laptops and I, I'm not sentimental when it comes to technology. This is sort of like your, Tom has this thing about this distinction between pilers and filers, which is kind of one of our big differences, but this, this sort of, you know, what you're talking about with the, the old technology behind me and Tom getting rid of everything is a manifestation of how Tom's a filer and I'm a piler. That's exactly right. <laughs> I love it. All right. So the roasting has gone on for a little bit too long. Let's take a quick break. I got more. Let's take a quick break for a message from our sponsors and then we'll be right back. Wish you could get a quote and purchase an appeal, trustee, estate, or any other court or fiduciary bond quickly online? Colonial Surety Company has every bond you need and is a direct insurer that's U.S. Treasury listed, licensed in all 50 states and territories, and rated A excellent by AM Best. So you can be confident it's a trusted resource. Get started at colonialsurety.com forward slash podcast. You went to law school to be a lawyer, not an accountant. Take advantage of NOTA, a no-cost IOLTA management tool that helps solo and small law firms track client funds down to the penny. Enjoy peace of mind with one-click reconciliation, automated transaction alerts, and real-time bank data. Visit trustnota.com slash legal to learn more. Terms and conditions may apply. Looking for a process server you can trust? ServeNow.com is a nationwide network of local, pre-screened process servers. ServeNow works with the most professional process servers in the industry, connecting your firm with process servers who embrace technology, have experience with high-volume serves, and understand the litigation process and rules of properly effectuating service. Find a pre-screened process server today. Visit www.servenow.com. All right. And now let's get back to the Kennedy Mile Report. I'm Tom Mile. And I'm Dennis Kennedy. We're back with Adriana Linares for our second round of our episode 300 celebration interview, in which I want to only get easy questions and leave all the hard questions for Tom. Adriana, let's go to your next question. Okay. You know, I'm looking at the two of you and have obviously known the two of you. You're you're both quite different, right? You've got a 
all all in with the Apple devices, all in with Windows and Android. But also what's interesting, and I wonder if you all ever talk about this, is your podcasting equipment. So I'm sure people must wonder, you know, how do you sound so good all the time? What do you use when you travel? And I see Tom has a very fancy, looks like a corn on the cob microphone. Dennis, I believe you have a Shure there. So give me just a little quick breakdown on your podcasting equipment. Let's start with Dennis. So I I have the the sort of basic approach which I like and and you're right this is Sure 58 which mm-hmm. I think people like it's it's a really widely used microphone and it has a real professional sound to it um, so uh, a lot of places where people speak uh, even some uh, uh, singers and stuff use this mic mm-hmm. so it has a really familiar sound that people associate with being professional. It's about $200, so it's, uh, you know, not a bad price. Uh, I run it through a a USB mixer, um, and then uh, I sometimes don't have – the thing about this Shure mic is you kind of have to stay on it fairly closely, so I didn't have the greatest microphone technique. Um, So I now have this this Rode – stand that mm-hmm. uh, um, is clipped to my desk and then swings out to keep the microphone right in, right in front of me. Uh, it makes it easier to stay on. I use a pop filter um, to actually two pop filters going to, to uh, eliminate the plosives on the P's and T's. And, and that's sort of the approach. I just run it right into my laptop and, uh, and we're ready to go. And it sounds great. So to just fill in a couple of gaps there, it's the Shure, which is actually spelled Mm S-H-U-R-E. And the pop filter is a screen. And you have one that sort of, it looks like a, it almost looks like a frying pan, like a flat frying pan. But you attach it so that it sits in front of the microphone to help with those pa. When I'm recording my podcast, if I forget my pop filter, which I do, because a lot of times I'm traveling... My audio engineer says, Adriana, can you do Peter Piper pick the pair of pickles? And that's how we test this plosive. So you've got not only the one that sort of sits in front of it, but you have one that's actually on the head of the microphone. So when you say I've got two pop filters, you mean one that attaches to the actual microphone and one that sort of sits in front of it. And then the other thing I will describe quickly is even if you're not recording a podcast, okay, but you are doing a lot of video or just audio calls, it's obviously very important that we all have good microphones, which I feel we all got a little better during COVID. But I will say that one of the things that I added to my audio equipment during COVID is the movable arm so that you can have this giant microphone in front of your face. And by the way, it can be out of camera because you can kind of lower it and raise it. I think I only paid $15 for this one, but it's amazing because then I can just push it out of the way. So I always sound good and I can get it out of the way. So it's not like I've got this giant microphone in front of my face, which by the way, listeners, I can't even see Dennis Kennedy. I have not seen Dennis Kennedy's face during this whole recording because he's behind this giant pop filter. That's how serious he is. All right. So Tom, let me switch over to you real quick. Tell me, and oh, and wait, before I do that, One more question for you, Dennis, before I switch over to Tom. Again, looking at the differences between the two of you. So you've got the microphone. So when we're recording and doing um, phone conferences and we decide to use our computers for audio, it's not just about the output, but there's also input. So I see, Dennis, are you using a Bluetooth headset? 
No, I have uh, uh, over-the-ear headset that's plugged in to the same mixer that runs oh, through okay. this. And then I, so this is really my podcast setup, or if I'm doing a webcast, I'll use this. What I've found I've, uh, I've gone to lately is uh, just a regular lavalier mic that I clip to my, my shirt and then I, I sometimes use my uh, my Air, uh, AirPods, uh, you know, to to listen when I'm right. on a Zoom call or something. But I kind of like these these lav mics because you can move around a bit, and yeah. the sound quality is is really decent. And you don't have that. Uh, I like this this other headset, this this M Pow M P O W headset. Right. It's like thirty mm-hmm. bucks, and and people have complimented on me. But it, it does give you that. Uh, headset look and you know with the the over the ear thing which you know which you're doing now and it's uh, sometimes you just rather look like you're just sitting it's there so talking true. to somebody so because I've always had remote work right I I've, I've always been remote and but of course back to covid and how it amplified our need to look good and sound good one of the things that I struggled with was this look of, ha- of sa- and this is what I would always say, I know I look like I'm calling a NASCAR race right now. And I got tired of that. So what I ended up doing was keeping the good microphone, which they're not going to be all in one. If you want to sound good and look good, you're probably not going to be using a headset with a boom attached to it on a microphone. So you have to figure out how to break the two apart. So what I did was I spent some money on microphones and then the arm. And I say it plural because I have three homes that I move between and then a laptop. So, you know, I need a lot of devices, but I just bought a very cheap $19 Bluetooth earbuds from Amazon because my hair is dark. The earbuds were black. I could put the earbud in even if it was only one and hear everything. I I don't need to hear great. I just need to hear enough. And that was, and that's probably a a tip that I guess I'm trying to offer. And it might be late in the game, but I feel like we're all still going to be doing a lot of video calls. and, And that's my, my trick is I Put one little Bluetooth ear pod for hearing. I have a good microphone. I do make sure to go into my settings and disable the microphone from the ear pods because you don't want two microphones. So there's, you know, a little bit of technicality that you have to deal with. But I will say, and especially thinking about attorneys that have to go to hearings via Zoom or Teams, um, if you want to look good, that's a good setup for you. All right, Tom, your turn. What are you using over there for a microphone? It's very fancy. It looks like a black um, chewed up, but good looking corn on the cob. Wow. Um, So what's interesting about me and Dennis is that um, we tend to cover the spectrum in 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 budget wise for our technology and uh-huh. uh, and and the where, wait is this a nice way of saying one of you is cheaper than the other? No, what that what my way of saying that I got no kids and so all I do is spend money on travel and technology and dogs and Preach. and so I tend to buy things because I they're well well recommended and they tend to be pricey. What I'm using here is. It's a Sennheiser, and it's a, the Sennheiser MKH416, and it's a boom microphone. So it is designed, the reason why I got this microphone is 
with the anticipation that in some day I might want to record videos and that I didn't want the microphone to be in front of me. And this boom microphone is supposed to be able to record from a long distance. I need to learn exactly how that happens because when I put it far away, it doesn't quite sound the same. It, sound, it doesn't That's have so the true. same good quality as it's supposed to have. But I listen to all these other YouTube people and they do a huh. great job with it. But it the microphone was out of the way when I did that. And so I have a little work to do on this. But um, I'm, I, I love the quality of the microphone. It sounds really good. It's, um, it's crisp and clear, um, but it is not cheap. It's, uh, it's uh, let's see, if I'm looking at Amazon right now, it is currently unavailable on Amazon, but mm. it was north of $1,000 by a yeah. little bit. No, that's big time. You are, you are big time there, Tom Mile. Dennis and I are hanging down here and, well, actually, I have a, a snowball, a blue. I think this was only $50. Um, but I also have a Shure as well, Dennis. I, oh, I have a Shure in the closet and Shure's what we've used for a long time. I got Yetis left and right. I have them all. I mean, I'm, I'm like the two of you. I, we, I don't want to get started down that road of saying like, oh, uh, let me try this microphone. And, you know, I feel like I would be like, you know, some musician with like a different guitar for every song. Right. I'm like, hey, hold on. I need this mic for this this. Tom, this is the mic for the A segment. This is mic for the B segment. And then there's a special microphone for parting shots. Uh, I don't don't want to get into that that. world. But here's the one thing I will say to everyone. Please do not use the speaker and the microphone that's built into your computers. They just never sound good. So can I can ever. I can, can I say since we're since we're all speaking freely right now, I'm going to say this probably should have been reserved for our our pre-show chat, which is no but not being recorded. But I will tell you that one of the things that just drives me crazy about podcasts that I listen to these days, and it's lawyers, but it's not lawyers. It's people who show up like they're talking on a speakerphone, and they sound in the background. <laughs> There's a huge echo in the room. They're using the microphone clearly that's on their laptop. And I'm thinking, how hard is it to get a good quality, low cost microphone these days to where you can actually sound almost like you're in a like you're on a on the radio doing yeah. it? It's just it's so easy these days. It drives me crazy. So well, easy. Uh, so let me make a Top Chef reference uh, mm, for, top for Tom, which is uh, you, you do hear those podcasts and you sort of feel like you're watching Top Chef and the judges say. Did you taste this before you sent it out? It's like, did you even listen to your <laughs> That's podcast? That's exactly sounder? right. They don't listen to it. And so what I, the other thing I wanted to add about like separating the microphone from the, you know, the, the headphones or earbuds is that um, I would go cheap on the earbuds like Adriana is saying. And I would, if you're going to do Zoom calls and you want to look good, I would like invest a little money in lighting. You know, and just pay attention to how how you light yourself and and your background, and that's totally. going to make you seem so much more professional and so easy. Yep, so easy. Well, and I'll tell you, with the lighting, I I went and bought some lighting too, thinking that it would work. But I I will say the the Brio camera that I have. Um, you can, the brightness features, the lighting features that are just part of the camera. I don't even need to put a light on anymore these days because the camera itself can make me as light as I need to be. And I, so mm-hmm. it's, it, it might be that you don't even have to buy lighting. Maybe the camera can actually do it for you. Which is a whole nother topic, yep. which back to, okay, don't use the things that are built in. Yep. I, I pay for very expensive computers and I don't mind, right? I want 64 or 32 megs of RAM. I, like I spend a lot, but the cameras are always terrible. Yep. 
always terrible. So I definitely have a slew of USB third-party cameras. So Tom, I also have the Brio and I've got the Logitech C90. And I recently got the um, Rode face cam. I like Rode products a lot too. So I have the mixer for the, the podcasting mixer and I've got a microphone and the camera. So that's another thing I would encourage anyone to get is a third-party camera. And here's one of the main reasons. So Tom, you and I use Logitech. Dennis, are you using just the one that's attached to the Mac? I no, mean, inside I, the so Mac? I'm, I'm on the HP, and so I just have the okay. built-in one because, you know, this is not... It's a podcast, re- right. It's not being reported report for anything. The one I'm interested in as a built-in, to be honest, is this new generation of of iMacs and MacBook Pros with their building cameras, but it's it's a lot about the technology and the software that they're doing to to really uh, optimize the video and audio you get. Um, but I, yeah, I think otherwise, unless you just really don't care about what you look like, you don't want to use what's built in. You don't, but I will say this. I always ask what people are using if it's good. And the few times that I've said, what camera are you using? It looks really good. And it was not a third party, a USB. It was a Mo- on a Mac. Mm-hmm. Yep. So yep. Macs tend to have better. But here's my tip for everyone with, when it comes to this. And that is because the, com- the camera is built in to the monitor usually, it doesn't have the ability to zoom in, zoom out, move left, move right, move up and down. So when you get a third party camera, that software comes with it. And so especially with the Logitechs and Tom, I don't know if you use it, but the first thing I do when I get a new computer is install the Logitech camera software. And that does allow me to zoom in and zoom out, which helps if I have a green screen. And, you know, when you've got the built-in camera, sometimes it throws a really wide picture Mm -hmm. and then you have to have a really wide green screen. And this was something I learned during COVID, I went through tons of green screens when I could get them. And I found that that's yet another benefit of the third-party camera is not only does it just look better, and please don't use the microphone in it or the speakers in it, but the third-party software that you get can also help you look better. One more question for each of you. Tom, what is your ride or die technology? The one thing, I'll give you two that you simply could not live without. And it could be an app or a device or a service. It doesn't have to be one specific thing. I mean, I have two that I know when somebody says to me, what can you not live without? I definitely have two very specific answers. And I suppose it's a cop out to say, like internet service in general, right? I have to, I have yeah, to be no. more specific no. than that. Yeah, okay. And I don't think you can say all of it. All either. of it. That's right. probably not. No, I'll no, give no. you mine. Wait, why don't we start? I'll make it easy. I'll give okay, you mine. Good. Password manager and text expander. Those are good. So I would, I would probably want to steal your password manager because okay. that takes, that is tremendous. And then I will say, so I, I'm going to, I'm going to give a, uh, an answer that people are like, ah, Tom, you're going to give that answer anyway. Um, <laughs> this is really about, this is really about a year and a half of COVID and working remotely and working with teams. But, um, collaboration software like Microsoft Teams is that if we don't have the ability to, Use tools like that to collaborate with the people that we're working with. I would not 
I, if we go back to using email, I mean, people who are clients who say we want to work with you, just send documents by email. That's a that's a, 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 a I would die without that today. So some either I, I'm you know, I'm big on the teams thing, but whatever you use to collaborate with others, um, that's that would be my my absolute number one behind a, ta- a password manager. That's a really good one. And I think we appreciate that sort of technology and service now more than ever. And I, if you don't mind my tacking onto that, I will say that I think Office 365, now Microsoft 365, is one of the greatest gifts that have ever been given to any small business, but specifically to lawyers and law firms. So if y'all are still hanging out out there without having subscribed to a business version of Office 365, even if you're a solo, Microsoft 365, you really need to get on board. I have a business version just for myself, just to yeah. use myself, yep. and yep. it is tremendous. So absolutely recommend. 100%. All right, and Dennis. And keeps, keeps improving. They keep adding things. Yeah, it's so- unbelievable. It's, it's really, I, I don't know how you can be a business owner. And by the way, every single solo practitioner out there, you're a business owner. I don't know how you can live without Microsoft 365 and a password manager and text expander. Dennis. <laughs> so I... I agree with uh, with all of you so far, and it's hard not to say uh, uh, the password manager, especially. So but the two things that came immediately to mind, so I'm just going to say those, is that I have really become dependent on my Apple Watch. I really oh. like the way I'm I'm using it That's now, a good one. and what it what it does for me. And I think they've added some new features for cyclists that I haven't really got to play that much with. But I just find more and more I rely on it. Uh, and, and so it would be hard to give that up. And then the the second thing is Notion. Uh, so Notion is a uh, an online web service that's essentially uh, – a GUI interface, so graphic interface for a, a wiki type of program. So it's a it's a database tool, but it can do all kinds of stuff. And so we're using it for time, and I've been doing a series about our second brain project, as we call it. And so I've been doing more and more in Notion, and I'm starting to use it for everything. And it really is starting to feel like the one place that I can keep all of my online stuff and then also make it actionable at the same time and then to show views of what's important so like i have a couple of dashboards i have uh you know all these different things so it um i'm really close to the point where i think that is going to be a keeper for me for a long time and that most everything that i'm doing that i want to be actionable will be in in this tool Can I add two things to your Apple Watch just sort of tip ideas? Um, I feel the same way. I love my Apple Watch for a lot of reasons. One of them, and this is not necessarily for me yet, uh, but I got one for my mom. Now, my mom is young and active and I don't worry about her health yet, but it does have a fall detector. Yep. So if you guys are out there trying to figure out what to buy your elderly parents or someone who maybe is a little slow and they have an iPhone already and you think to yourselves, they'll never use an Apple watch. An Apple watch has a fall detector. So it's basically the, oh, I've fallen and I can't get up. But the thing's amazing. And I spend a lot of time out in Los Angeles now. So I decided to learn how to roller skate during COVID. And I fell bad. 
I was fine. But what was amazing was as soon as I fell, the first thing I felt other than the pain going through my very upset coccyx at the time was my watch going, hey, <laughs> Are hey, you okay? Hey, <laughs> hey, I see you've fallen. Are you okay? Hey, hey. And it was basically like, you know, let us know you're okay, lady, or we're calling 911. Um, so the thing is, the damn thing works. And it's amazing. So I love that feature along with all of the other features. And um, so I'm a big fan. And by the way, there are, you know, ranges in the watch now. So you don't have to buy the most expensive one. And you can certainly get some of the older ones at a lower cost through eBay or something like that and, and have that advantage for someone that you might care for. And then the other thing I was going to think was, Tom, we should have had some of this conversation in reverse because when I asked you, what is the last thing Dennis Kennedy would ever want for a holiday gift? You, you could have said a Rolex. It's not turned into this. <laughs> that's Rolex. true. That's true. And by the way, like- that's me also. Somebody's always trying to buy me a nice wash. I'm like, uh, excuse me, can it tell me my heartbeat? Can it tell me if my stocks have gone up? And can it tell me when my next appointment is? No, thanks. Yeah, I would say the other thing about the Apple Watch, I don't think people experiment enough with, and this has really increased uh, its utility for me, is uh, you just need to try a bunch of different watch faces. And so I went with like the totally simple approach for a long time and I liked it. Now I have like this super complex infographic thing that has like all these different things it's telling me. And um, I just really like that. I do too. Um, so, Tom, so the, do you have a Android watch? I was going to say, I don't suppose anybody would like to talk about my Galaxy OS watch. Yes, we most certainly do. <laughs> no, we Tell need, us we everything. Need, we need to be fair and say there, it, it really doesn't hold a candle to the Apple Watch. It, it, if, if I could attach my Apple Watch to an Android phone, I would do it in a heartbeat. Yeah. Um, but, I, but I like it because... It gets me part of the way to what I what I need. I like I, I, I sometimes I've got my phone on mute. I want to know when I get a text message. I want to know when I get a phone call. It's easy to do that. Um, it measures the same health stuff. I've been using it to measure my sleep lately to see how truly terrible mm-hmm. a sleeper I am. I know. Um, and uh, and and so I like that. And it's also very good. The Samsung Health because it's a Samsung watch. That's the one downside to it is is it really works best with Samsung devices. Um, mm-hmm. which I do not have. So I'm, I'm connecting it to my Pixel and it's not perfect, but it's a perfectly good phone. So, I mean, Galaxy, if you've got an Android, this is probably the best Android phone that's out there right now because finally Samsung... Um, do you mean watch? Did I say phone? Watch. Twice. Yes. So I just want to make Sorry. sure it's you because mean I'm, I'm living. I'm, okay. I'm talking about a watch. The best Android watch that's out there okay. now. Yeah. Um, because Samsung finally sucked it up and went in with Google, and they're partnering now. And so a little bit of the best of both worlds. Um, and so this is hopefully they're going to start making better watches as it goes along. But again, still, if I could, if I could switch it for an Apple Watch that would come just a little bit out of its walled garden to connect to my <laughs> Pixel phone, I would do it in a heartbeat. Well, the only thing I'll add to that is um, I love the sleep tracking to where I got a second Apple Watch so that I could wear one at night. And it it does help me better. I mean, at this point, I'm almost 50. I know you guys are right there with me. And (laughs) sleep has become more important than ever. And unfortunately, it makes you, like you said, Tom, as anxious 
knowing how poorly you sleep as it is helpful. And so I, I think um, I think the watches are great. Although I will tell you one tip for that, because I've been looking at different things that track your sleep, and they just announced that the new Google Nest hubs that you could just put next to your next to your uh, bedside, they will track your sleep without you having to wear anything. They use their oh. new kind of radar sensing technology to be Dennis able loves this. to be able to use to be able to. <laughs> I love the idea of bouncing you. even more microwaves off our heads. That's exactly yeah. right. <laughs> so you know, I have three uh, very small. Fo- I have three very small homes, and there is no shortage of robots, and I have them all. <laughs> I love Google devices, but I, and and smart lights and everything in my very small homes. So I think it's hilarious that Dennis in what I'm sure is not a small home has one. No, I'm in an apartment now. Okay, I'm like well, in, a, in a two bedroom apartment in Ann Arbor. But I can see your one device back there. And I can assure you, I have eight times that in a place half that size. <laughs> I love the robots. And I'm also agnostic. I Sometimes I ask Google a question. So I'm in this tiny apartment and I have an Amazon and an Alexa and an Echo. They all have different names because it's, you know, whichever one is near. So, well, that's cool, Tom. I did not know that. I'm going to look into that. Yeah. The one device I, I, I would be most interested in is, uh, is a drone, frankly. Here we go. So. Back to the drone again. Back. God yeah. damn it. Tom, buy this guy a freaking <laughs> drone for the holidays. Maybe you guys, maybe we should start a fund so we can buy Dennis a really nice drone for the holidays and we can end this conversation. Yeah. I'm still, yeah, I'm not getting good. a drone. I, I would rather. Dennis, I would rather have him. Pre- and by the way, we'll like a tip. We'll just do a tip jar. We, you need a thing. tip jar. But I feel like we forgot <laughs> to mention that I have been the long-term fan club president of the Kennedy Mile Report. We, so I feel I, like I, I should start the fund. I haven't rolled this out yet. I haven't. We haven't. Okay. We haven't ended the podcast. <laughs> All right. Well, so give me I a guess minute. We have time. Okay. All right, Dennis. Let's 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 bring this out now that we're. I, I was hoping for a tight thirty, and now we're going to be lucky to get it in an hour and twenty minutes. You guys I'm, might get I'm, lucky and break it into two. Sometimes that's what I do when it's a good. Then I'm like, I got two months in. I got two episodes. I'm I'm literally it's, shocked that we went over. It's episode so, three hundred and episode three hundred point five. <laughs> so now it's time for our parting shots. That one tip website or observation that you can use the second the podcast ends. Uh, we persuaded Adriana to stay with us and join us with a parting shot of her own. So Adriana, take it away. Great. So here's my parting shot for everyone, because I think we talked about recycling and getting rid of devices. And a lot of times we don't know how to do that. So they stockpile in the garage and we don't know what to do with them. I will tell you that Best Buy, which is across the country, I know everyone is within a a few miles, a, a, a trip of a Best Buy. They probably have one of the best consumer recycling programs that I know of. And it's free. So Office Depot has, but you buy a box and then you pay for it and you dump all your stuff in there. But I will tell you, Best Buy, you can walk up to their customer service and literally just say, I'm recycling this and walk away. So if you are trying to figure out what to do with your old monitors, your old phones, your old walkie talkies, your old microwaves, anything like that, you can drop it off at Best Buy. Of course, I am compelled to say that if it has a hard drive, you want to either wipe remove or make sure that hard drive is encrypted before you drop it off. 
and I'd forgotten about Best Buy, and now I have something to do this weekend with all the rest of the mm-hmm. old tech in my closet. So yeah, I won't have now. You're not going to get money for it, so but, if you can get okay. money for it, right? Yeah. I'm like you, Tom. That's I'm like okay. I don't need fifty dollars, yeah. twenty dollars for this. Exactly. I just need to get rid of it. Yeah. But don't forget too that there are programs if you have something that you think is of value. Apple is taking them. Sounds like Google takes and their Android devices. Will ta- Apple will take Android devices. Their buyback page says Android on it. Oh, so excellent. Great. We were looking for that earlier. All right. My tip is not technology related. My tip is more personal in nature. Those of you who have um, listened to the show for a while, I have talked about the fact that I produce um, a show here in Dallas for the Dallas Bar Association called Bar None. It's a bunch of lawyers who are singing, dancing, and generally making fools of themselves. Um, We have been unable to give a live show for the past two years because COVID. And this year, um, what we've done is we've combined with three other bar shows in the state of Texas, the Travis County, the Tarrant County, and the Harris County Bar Association. They all have their own shows, and we have put together a series of videos uh, that our that our Barnum people uh, filmed. I wasn't able to be in them this year. I was too busy producing behind the scenes, um, but I'm going to leave a link. We're calling the event. It's going to be, it's going to go live online on December 9th. We're calling it Virtually Legal, and um, it will be, though, it'll be, you'll get to see about an hour, hour and 15, 20 minutes of performances by Texas lawyers and uh, it tickets are $20. It goes to a good cause. It uh, $5 goes to each one of the bars uh, foundations and we each have a beneficiary. Um, so I plea, I, I encourage you to take a look at it. It's a lot of fun. Uh, we had a lot of fun putting it together virtually illegal. Dennis, what about you? So in my constant and long running quest to find new outlets and channels for my creative efforts, I've, I'm going all in on the the creator economy and uh, my latest outlet is is uh, TikTok, believe it or not. And so my handle there is at D K E N N T T, um, and I'm starting to put some uh, stuff up there in the form of of tips, just to kind of get some reps and learn how to use it. Uh, I've I've what I've found so far, if you're interested in in uh, in pursuing this, is there's. Uh, uh, a woman who's a uh, who does a lot of videos named Re- Rachel uh, Peterson, and she has a YouTube video called "How to Film and Edit a TikTok Video" um, that I th- I found really helpful. And if you go back to episode two hundred seventy five of the Kennedy Mile Report, uh, which is called "Will We All Be Video Stars?" Uh, we took a look at short video uh, outlets and other things like that. Uh, and uh, TikTok was one of them. And so I'm finally getting to the point where I'm ready to follow up and and do some stuff. It won't be dancing and things like that, but uh, I am I see it as sort of an outlet for tips and, and sort of short form things. Uh, I, I don't know, Dennis. I feel like I could see you and Colleen doing a little fancy like. <laughs> yep. I don't want to get her started on that because then I would... <laughs> And I would have to do even more of it. So uh. it's just a monster. It's a, it will only grow over time, Dennis. We, yes, we can't it, wait to see what will. happens. It's a matter of time, That's Dennis, right. before you are actually creating the TikTok viral dances that every lawyer in the country will be doing. 
Well, that's uh, but I got a while before lawyers are actually start going on this. Yes. So that you, would, you, that would be helpful. Build and build your uh, brand for the next three or four or five years, and then lawyers will finally get onto TikTok and <laughs> or or three or four or five decades. Hey, uh, I interviewed a couple of attorneys from Southern California who have been using TikTok and Instagram and getting and business a from bit, it. Yes, yeah. and getting yes. business. And my last guest, a couple of months uh, la- last month also using social media very creatively and getting clients. Yep. We talked about it in that podcast, but I just want to do some experimentation there and some other things uh, that you'll hear about probably at the beginning of of next year um, associated with that. But, um, you know, Tom and I have talked about this for a while. I don't know if we'll ever do the TikTok version of the Kennedy Mile Report. You have to probably extend the time limit. For, Listen, uh, this fan TikTok club president videos. has bandwidth to be a part of this. All right. Oh, yeah. Well, we always, Adriana always and I had the idea, what, like 20 years ago to do a video, of, uh, would essentially be a video podcast at the time. But we were about 30 years ahead of our time, I think, 20 years ago. So Our time has come, Dennis. And with that, we are done. We want to give a big thank you to Adriana Linares, uh, who um, she has already pointed out that she was the original president of the Kennedy Ma Report fan club, um, which Correct. I'm not sure that it has main members, but it has a president. But let's let's single Adrienne, call Adriana out for what she's much better known for. Please check out her fabulous podcast, New Solo, on the thank Legal you. Talk Network. Um, thank you, Adriana, for being here. Um, we would not want to spend our 300th episode with anybody else. Thanks for making it special. I love yes, you guys. It was an honor. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, thanks And so a lot much. of fun. I miss you guys. Yep. And so that wraps it up for this edition of the Kennedy Mile Report. Thanks for joining us on the podcast. You can find show notes for this episode on the Legal Talk Network's page. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to our podcast in iTunes or on the Legal Talk Network site where you can find archives of all of our previous podcasts along with transcripts and show notes. If you'd like to get in touch with us, remember, you can reach out to us on LinkedIn. We've got a voicemail. That number is 720-441-6820. We'd love to take your questions during the B segment of our podcast. So until the next episode, and episode 301, as we start the next 300 episodes, I'm Tom Mile. And I'm Dennis Kennedy, and you've been listening to the Kennedy Mile Report, a podcast on legal technology with an internet focus. If you like what you heard today, please rate us in Apple Podcasts, and we'll see you next time for another episode of the Kennedy Mile Report on the Legal Talk Network. Thanks for listening to the Kennedy Mile Report. Check out Dennis and Tom's book, The Lawyer's Guide to Collaboration Tools and Technologies, Smart Ways to Work Together, from ABA Books or Amazon. And join us every other week for another edition of the Kennedy Mile Report, only on the Legal Talk Network.